all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. Have you ever pondered why a book like Philemon is in the Bible? Why did God take the time to tell us the story of a runaway slave, how he came to faith in Christ, how he was returned and restored? Did did it ever dawn on you that in this human story, there is a powerful divine truth? You see, the Lord not only instructs us, he illustrates. That's the great thing about our Lord as the master teacher. He wants us to see what he's saying. He uses stories and real people to demonstrate a powerful truth. Well, that's what the book of Philemon really is all about. We've laid the groundwork in the opening verses, and now we come to the heart and soul of this brief note to a friend. Paul writes to his friend Philemon, and he says in verse 7, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. Wherefore, though I might be much bold in Christ to enjoin thee that which is convenient, yet for love's sake, I rather beseech thee, being such an one as Paul the aged, and now also a prisoner of Jesus Christ, I beseech thee for my son Onesimus, whom I have begotten in my bonds, which in time past was to thee unprofitable, but now profitable to thee and to me. So now we get to the heart and soul of the note. And now we get to the great purpose behind why Paul is writing from a Roman prison cell to this man in Colossae. What is the story? What is the spiritual story for us? Well, there's a phrase in verse number 9 I'd like to call your attention to today. It is this powerful phrase, for love's sake. Could I suggest to you that the great theme of this note to a friend, the great theme of the book of Philemon is that theme of love. It's the greatest thing in the world. Henry Drummond wrote a classic book, uh, a study of 1 Corinthians 13, the great love chapter, and he titled it, The Greatest Thing in the World. Uh, Taken straight from Scripture because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, 13, that the greatest of these is charity. You remember Jesus said, By this shall all men know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. And yet again, the Bible says that charity is the bond of perfectness. It's what holds it all together. The great emphasis of the book of Philemon is the great emphasis of all of Scripture, and it is the powerful love of our God. When the Bible says, for love's sake, I ask you this question today, whose love is it? That's a great question. Is it Paul's love? I certainly believe Paul was full of love. Uh, He loved Philemon. He loved Onesimus. Uh, he, he had the love of God in him. So yes, yes, it's Paul's love. Is it Philemon's love that he appeals to? I believe it is. For example, in the previous verse, he even mentions Philemon's love, the consolation in thy love. So Philemon obviously was a man who had the compassion of Christ in him, uh, who was a, a loving, kind man, and Paul appeals to that on the human level. But I want to suggest to you that the love that empowered Paul 
and the love that motivated Philemon and the love that is at the heart of this book is not human love. It is divine love. It's not Paul's love or Philemon's love. It's God's love because God is love. All true love has its source in the God who doesn't just love. He is love. It's his nature. It's his character. You remember uh, the apostle Paul wrote in a certain place that the love of Christ constraineth us. Really, it's the great motivator in life for a believer. It's the thing that holds us. It's what grips us. It's Calvary love. And the greatest example, of course, of love is not Paul or Philemon, though they're tremendous illustrations. The greatest example is the Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us so much he gave himself for us. You want to talk about sacrificial love. You want to talk about a love that exceeds all expectation and excels all understanding. Look at the deep, deep love of God. No wonder Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus and said, I'm praying. I'm praying you'll come to know the breadth and length and depth and height and to know the love of God which passeth knowledge. In other words, God says there is a a spiritual depth to my love uh, that you can only know if you're a spiritual person. You can't learn this academically. You can't learn this educationally. No, you have to enter into it experientially to understand the love of God. This little note to a friend, this book of Philemon is a picture of redemption. It's a picture of restoration. It is an illustration, if you will, of what God does when he changes a man's heart. Look, when he changes your heart, he changes everything. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And if you don't believe me, ask Onesimus. Onesimus is a changed man. But Philemon is a changed man. And Paul is a changed man. And I'm a changed man. And if you're a believer, you're a changed man or a changed woman. And what is behind all of that? It is the love of God. This is a portrait of what the gospel does. You see, the gospel changes everything. Let me draw your attention to a great parallel verse. We've been looking at Philemon, verse number 9, for love's sake. Listen to Ephesians chapter 4. You know this verse. And typically, we concentrate on the first part of it, the application to us. Verse 32, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. We forgive because we've been forgiven. But I ask you today, why have we been forgiven? We've not been forgiven for our sake. We deserve nothing. We deserve hell. That's what we deserve. It's it's not our merit. It's God's mercy. So why did God forgive me? And why is God willing to forgive you? Oh, this is profound, dear listener. He forgives for Christ's sake. This is why we appeal to God in Jesus' name. It's on his authority. It's through his access. Uh, It's on his righteous record, not on ours. Look, all I have is demerit. All he has is merit. All I have is sin, but all he has is righteousness. So the only reason any of us are forgiven and brought into the family of God is because of the perfect son, the beloved son, in whom the father is well pleased You might even mark in your Bible Ephesians 4.32 for Christ's sake and then Philemon verse 9 for love's sake. And I would say to you, they are parallels. When the Bible says for love's sake, it's saying for Christ's sake. Based on what Christ has done for us, 
based on the difference he's made in our life, that love motivates every other thing. It begins with our relationship to Jesus Christ, and then it touches our relationship with every person around us. So let's get to the bottom line today. We'll come back to the passage. I want to show you what happens for love's sake, uh, but let's get to the bottom line. Number one, you need a personal relationship with God, and you can only have it through Jesus Christ. If you don't know for sure your sins are forgiven today, call on God now. You're not worthy, but Jesus died for your sins, past, present, and future. And for Christ's sake, he will forgive you today. For love's sake, he loves you with an everlasting love. Claim that love and forgiveness today. Repent of your sin and look to the Lord. You'll find his forgiveness is real and available. And then if you've been forgiven, I would challenge you, like Paul challenged Philemon, it's time to forgive. It's time to share that grace and mercy and love with someone else for Christ's sake. Yes, for love's sake. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live in the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.